welcome to the Start Me Up podcast. I'm Kimberly Johnson in D.C., and today I'm going to be talking with presidential candidate and former Illinois congressman Joe Walsh. Usually my guests are people I agree with politically. (laughs) Walsh is a conservative libertarian, and I'm a liberal feminist. But we do have one thing in common. We both believe Trump is an existential threat and he needs to be impeached, removed, voted out, primaried. He needs to be a one-term president. Now, some people on social media have told me that they think interviewing someone means that, they're, that I'm pushing them. I can't speak for other show hosts, but I'm not pushing Walsh. I have a very selfish stake in this because I want him to hurt Trump. And I, you know, the people who are, are primarying him are in a position to damage Trump's chances. In other interviews, Congressman Walsh has called the GOP a cult, and he says he blames himself for pushing the hateful rhetoric that got Trump elected. He said that the Tea Party went too far, and that basically their rhetoric made a Trump presidency possible. Regardless of your opinion about Walsh, whether you think he's an opportunist or a hero, he is putting country over party, which is a hell of a lot more than most Republicans are doing, at least right now. I think Walsh can even go farther. I think that he can be more aggressive in his campaigning approach, and I'm going to make that clear. But I'm not interested in attacking him or debating about our political differences. I'm interested in how he's going to hurt Trump, and that's what the focus will be on. I'm going to ask him if he thinks Pence is complicit, and if he loses the primary, will he vote for Pence? if he thinks Trump is compromised, and I'm going to ask why he has no policy proposals on his website. I have many questions that I haven't heard anyone else ask, so I think this is going to be an interesting show because I'm interested in what he's going to say. But first, Start Me Up is a patron-supported show, and I rely on listeners just like you to help keep the show going. I'm not backed by a corporation, and right now I'm not even using any advertisers, which means no commercial interruptions. You can support the show for a dollar a month, and when you do, each new podcast is delivered to your email. $5 a month gets you access to at least two End Another Thing segments, where a guest host and I keep talking when the free show is over. Sometimes we get personal, sometimes we talk about sex, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but we always have fun, and we would like for you to be there with us. So just visit patreon.com slash startmeup and consider supporting the show for any dollar amount. Also, I just want to take this opportunity to thank all of my patrons. Thank you for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. Now, my interview with Joe Walsh. Welcome, Congressman Walsh. Hey, Kimberly, great to be with you. <laughs> uh, I mean it. Well, well, I mean I mean it when I say thank you for being on the show. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, I, you know, you and I have different political views, um, and that's fine. And while I'm not necessarily going to support you as a candidate, I absolutely support your effort to challenge Trump. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I, you made the rounds. I, I've been listening to your yeah. interviews, and I've been watching you on your interviews. And so you've addressed your uh, racist comments and your Obama is a Muslim tweet. And frankly, I really don't care what you have to say about Obama. I care what you think about Trump and more importantly, how you plan on defeating him. And I do want to get into that in just a minute. But um, I think, I think I have some questions for you that I haven't heard anyone else ask. Cool. Um, cool. <laughs> before I get into those questions though, Um, I'm going to ask some questions that you've addressed on other shows just to fill my listeners in. So, okay, um, okay, so let's just get started. Why are you running? 
Uh, Trump's a horrible human being. He has to be stopped. Uh, I'm running Kimberly as a Republican because I care about the Republican Party and Trump's destroyed the Republican Party. But it's more important than that. I mean, you and I are talking because I think we agree. Mm -hmm. He's destroying the country right now, everything we believe in. He's got to be stopped. He cannot be reelected. So then, okay, other people are primarying Trump. We've got Bill Weld and Mark Sanford. Um, What sets you apart from them? Uh, Because Trump's unfit and he's a danger to the country, and neither of those two guys is saying that. Look, I – Kimberly, I may not be the perfect candidate. You know, I mean, I've been very outspoken. I've, I've, I've got a record as a Tea Party conservative. All year, I've been waiting for some Republican to have the balls to step up. Because Kimberly, when I say that Trump's unfit, he's unhinged, he's impaired, he's a he's a, a, a serial liar, he's a danger to the country. When I say that shit publicly. Almost every one of my Republican colleagues in the House and Senate agree with me privately. Hmm. They don't have the balls to say it. I've been hoping all year that some Republican would stand up and do it. Maybe a better candidate than me. I wrote an op-ed in the New York Times in early August begging some Republican to step up. Nobody did. Um, And so I did at the end of August because, again, That case needs to be made. Look, I disagree with Trump on a lot of issues, but this isn't about issues. This is about him, man. This is about him. He's a danger to the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to ask you about this. I mean, after you announced your bid, you lost your radio show. And I heard you I heard you tell Reasons Matt Welch that you were likely going to lose it anyway because your listeners were mostly basically Trump supporters and that you refused to engage in that hate. Now, do I have that right? Yeah, you know, um, I I knew once I announced I'd lose it Mm -hmm. because of all the equal time stuff. That wasn't surprising. But look, Kimberly, man, I I was in a tough profession, conservative Mm -hmm. media. Um, And and as a critic of Trump's, as a never Trumper, um, that's not where the money is. That's not where the ratings are. I mean, I was picking up uh, a lot of independent and more moderate listeners, but mm-hmm. I'm sure I was losing a bunch of Trump supporters on a regular basis. They'd rather hear the Hannity bullshit, right? That Trump yeah. walks on water every day. I don't believe that. So I wasn't going to give that to him. So my days in conservative media were probably, you know, limited anyways. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think you're a long shot. Um, so my question about that is, let's assume that you don't win the primary. What is yeah. your ultimate goal in this race? <laughs> Kimberly, that's such a great question, because I'm going to give you an answer you may not believe and you probably won't like. I, There is no goal. My goal in doing this, first of all, is to win. I've been in this for a month. It's the It's the most difficult thing I've done. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, my life is under threat. I'm getting bombed. I'm getting beaten up by Trump and his people every day. Mm-hmm. The only reason I do this, A, is to win. I don't want Trump to be the nominee. Uh, if I can't win, if I don't win, I have I have no clue where I'll be next year. And I don't think about that. Like a lot of people, <laughs> you know, so many like Republicans and conservatives who – you know, they liked me before I went mm-hmm. against Trump. They think I'm doing this because I want a gig on CNN or MSNBC that I'm just like chasing the dollars or something. If I was chasing money and I wanted to 
and I wanted to be famous, I'd, 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 I'd say that Trump's the greatest. If I said that mm-hmm. Trump was the greatest every day, I'd be one of the most popular radio people <laughs> around the country right now. I mean, that's where the money and the ratings are where I am. At the end of the day, I'm still a, a libertarian conservative. So CNN and MSNBC are never going to love me either. I don't know where I'll be when this is done. Well, I mean, to be fair, um, Steve Schmidt, prior to his supporting, um, I don't even remember the dude's name, um, who who has dropped out of the race, the the Starbucks guy. Um, oh, Howard Schultz. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Steve Schmidt was all over those stations and, uh, you know, everybody loved him. But then, of course, he was with Howard Schultz and then nobody wanted to. I don't know. He just wasn't there anymore. But um, that is something that I don't know. It just really I guess it would depend on how you. Um, conduct yourself during all of this. And, and frankly, what I'm seeing, I mean, obviously you're a never Trumper. Um, but, you know, actually, I want to ask you this. Who are you looking to win over? Um, I mean, there's the never Trumpers out there. There's independents. And you said that there's a lot of Republicans who feel the same way you do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, do you do you see those particular Republicans as Trump supporters or more just run of the mill and yeah who is it that you want to win over so uh and kimberly again i'm not stroking you that's a great question too because uh the honest answer is i mean i'm i'm engaged in a full frontal assault on trump you asked about bill weld and mark sanford bill weld's a great guy love him love him to death uh, but but he's basically running to do well in New Hampshire. I'm trying to get on the ballot in every state. I don't know why Mark Sanford is in. Mark Sanford wants to talk about the debt. He knows he can't win. And he said, if Trump's the nominee, he'll still vote for Trump. Yeah. That's like crazy. Yeah. So Sanford doesn't even belong in the equation. Um, here's what I think. Here's the bet I'm making, um, Kimberly, and I could be dead wrong. Our, our campaign slogan is be brave. Because I believe that most Republicans privately and look, Kimberly, prior to me launching a month ago, I I talked to these people every day. Mm -hmm. I think most Republicans privately agree with most of what I say publicly about Trump. They're afraid. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to come forward. They're afraid to be one of the first ones to stick their neck out. They're afraid to lose their friends. They're afraid to lose their position in Congress. We want them. I'm going to try to give them the opportunity to be brave enough to come forward and say that publicly. I do believe that in the next few months, we can create a groundswell of Republicans who have the courage to come forward and admit what they believe privately. I'm telling you, Kimberly, the vast majority of Republicans I talk to privately, they tell me every conversation goes like this. I'm so goddamn tired of the guy. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of the tweets. I'm tired of the corruption, the scandals. But what else am I going to do, Joe? What other alternative do I have? And the Democrats are socialists. That's what I hear all the time. If they have a viable alternative, Mm -hmm. then I think they'll stick their neck out. There are so many things that I want to address just on that one answer. But before, yeah. and, and I, I want to get to Helsinki, but I have two questions first that I, I want, to f- want to know what you're going to say about this. First of all, if you don't get the nomination, would you um, run on a third party ticket? Um, I'm not avoiding the question. I, I Honest answer, I've, I've not thought of it. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be stupid right now and say, yeah, because I think the principled thing to do 
was to challenge him as a Republican. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like Kimberly, a last ditch effort to, to write the Republican Party. So I don't want to think beyond that. Uh, it, okay. So that's that's kind of the best answer I'm going to give you there. All right. Well, this is kind of connected to that. But sure. uh, what will you do with the money raised if you drop out the money that you've raised? Well, hopefully <laughs> I've never run for president before. Hopefully I'll spend it all. Uh, right. I, I you know, I, I, I don't. When I was in Congress and I was running for reelection, I mean, I, you know, people give you money because they want you to win and they, they believe in you. I've never understood why people keep and save some of the money that, you know, good, decent Americans have given them. So I hope to spend it all. Right. Well, if, if it's not all spent, would you be putting it toward, um, you know, Republicans who are running? Oh, I, then, then, yeah, then I would do whatever I could do to help candidates who are where I am on the issues, but it's a weird time, Kimberly. I wouldn't give money to people who even Republicans who are going to openly support this president, Hmm. because I really do believe he's bad for the country. So that would be a kind of a weird dynamic. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) All right. So here's where I want to get into the meat of it. Um, Okay. So you were talking about, there's so much to just go over. You had said that for you, the last straw was Trump's behavior in Helsinki. And obviously before that, you, you saw him as somebody who was crass and, and who lied. Yeah. But this was the, like the last straw. And so I'm just curious, first of all, why do you think that there are so many Republican voters who are unwilling to recognize that Russia is a threat? I mean, they certainly saw Russia and Putin as a threat when Obama was the president. Um. And Kimberly, that's a good question. And I get asked that a lot. Why did it take me so long to get to the dance? But I mean, think about your question on Russia. I mean, this morning, um, Trump tweeted out uh, a, a, a congratulations to communist China for their 70 years of communist oh rule. Oh my God. I, don't I, even I mean, he, he sent out a tweet, Kimberly, <laughs> celebrating communism. Now, now, again, you and I do this probably a lot. Can you imagine if Obama had done that? Right. Um, Fox News would have had a collective heart attack. Yeah. Can you imagine if Obama had embraced Putin like Trump did? Right. Can you imagine if Obama had wanted to invite the Taliban to Camp David? I mean, it goes on and on. I think the problem is both sides do it. But my side, the right side, right politically, the conservative side, um, they have abandoned damn near everything they believe in to worship this president. Um, Trump's despicable, uh, but I find that to be even more depressing uh, uh, Mm -hmm. about how people on my side have given up everything they believe in to basically wash this guy's feet every day. When you said both sides do it, do you mean that there are Democrats who give up their principles to to, uh, support somebody? Oh, absolutely. Look, we're, we're tribal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and that's, that's too bad. I think our politics has become tribal. Um, and I think when Democrats are in power and, and you saw some of this when Obama was president, 8% of Republicans want to see primary opposition, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm going right at that 80 to 90% Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying he's a bad guy. Maybe he conned us. 
maybe we just, you know, there's no way we were going to vote for Hillary. Maybe we voted for him because we hoped he did a couple good things. Whatever the reason is, mm-hmm. he's bad. He's bad for the country. We can do better. I, I have to get a majority of those uh, Trump supporters to support me or I can't win. So when you're out there, and I got and I got to tell you, I got to tell you this again. I uh, when I was in New Hampshire two weeks ago, and then Iowa last week. Most Republicans I talk to on the ground, they don't tweet, and they're not on Twitter, and they generally say what I told you a few minutes ago. I'm tired of Trump. I, I Joe, I'm just looking for an alternative. Mm-hmm. So I mean, are you now when you're talking to those people? Um, yeah. Are you now? Because like, I had this idea, and, and again, you're saying that you're going to all these different places. You're you're shaking hands. You're meeting people, and I am glad to hear that. I was not aware. I did try to Google that, and I couldn't find anything. So I think it's good that you're trying to do that, or that you are doing that. Um, but I'm also I, I was thinking. Now I'm not an expert. I've never run a campaign, but I've often thought that the Democrats should do what I'm just about to talk about. Because I, you know, I thought Hillary Clinton would be um, probably better served if she took to social media and maybe did like, uh, you know, weekly fireside type chat where you address people specifically and whether you take questions and then answer them in a video. But like you have an opportunity that I don't or that any Democrat doesn't have is what you can say to a Republican voter. Say, you know, and, and, and say it in a way that doesn't make them defensive, but makes them think, you know, if a Democratic president were to, you know, uh, pressure, whether it's Ukraine or whoever president um, for in, for dirt on an, a, a political opponent, yeah. would you be OK with that? And like there's got to be some way that you can do that to make them think. And, and frankly, I would like to see more of that from you because again, I can't do it. If I say it, or if Hillary Clinton says it, or if, you know, Elizabeth Warren, they're not going to care. And they're going to dig their heads deeper into their cult, like, you know, uh, whatever. And and they're just going to be like, no, Trump. So it's like, you have that opportunity. And I also just want to bring up that when you were on CNN, I think it was last week, you said that Trump is giving America, the middle finger. And so as a result, that was like a soundbite that was picked up by the Hill and Mediaite. And so if you were to do these like, you know, weekly videos or something like that, and I'm not saying it would be that, but just something along the lines of that, you could have these talking points that will get headlines. And I don't see Trump paying any attention to you. Like, it's like, you're not even on his radar. Granted, he has a lot on his plate right now. But he's well, not. And like- that, that, that's, that's a good point. It, it, impeachment, this whole impeachment thing, it's kind of weird what it's going to do to like my candidacy and even like the Democrat candidates candidacy because this impeachment thing is going to take up everybody's attention. You're right. We're going to launch a campaign podcast this week. We're going to crank out a lot more videos. Every platform I'm on is going to say, and I've been trying to do it, and I tried to do a lot of it on TV, exactly what you just said. And I can do it because I voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. I can do it because Trump's voters were my voters. Trump's voters were the people that have listened to me on the radio the last six, seven years. Mm -hmm. So so in a weird way, Kimberly, I'm like uniquely positioned to go to these people and say, hey, I don't give a damn what your reason was. We all made a mistake in 16. Let's correct it now. And that's my hope is that a decent percentage of them will say, yeah, because I'm not 
I'm not a liberal Republican. I mean, I'm a libertarian conservative. I, I, I you know, again, I don't go to bed with the wall every night, but I, <laughs> I, I think we should have a little bit of the wall on the border. I believe in border security. Um, I, I, I care about the debt. I care about conservative issues. So for me to be able to tell these people we can do better, you're right. It would be like me trying to convince Democrat voters yeah. that they can do better than Elizabeth Warren. Right, exactly. And I mean, I'm glad to hear that. And I'll be looking forward to that. Um, I do want to switch gears uh, as we come to the end. And I want to ask you a question. Do you believe uh, Juanita Broderick's claim that Bill Clinton sexually assaulted her? Say that again. Do I need? Uh, do I believe Anita Broderick's Juanita, claim that Juanita Broderick? Yeah, Juanita, Juanita Broderick. Bro- yeah, she she said I, that. Bill yeah, Clinton no, I know, I know. I, I don't know. I I, uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the specific charges. And what about the women who have accused Trump? What do you think of them? Do you believe them? Uh, I believe, and again, I'm not punting completely. I believe every woman should be heard and respected. I do not believe accusations should ruin a man's life. But when you've got a situation like with Trump, where like some 15 women have accused him of harassment, uh, there, there's kind of like a pattern there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, 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 and and (laughs) here's the damnedest thing, Kimberly, Donald Trump himself admitted to sexually assaulting women. That's the damnedest thing, right? I can grab them. Boom. He admitted to doing it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah, but then, but then in general, I, with all of this stuff, I just always believe you handle each case individually. Right. Okay, because so I don't want lives ruined. Let me ask you this: um, yeah. What about Blasey Ford? Do you believe her? I did. Hmm. Interesting. I did. I did. I. 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 I think, and I think I said this, and probably tweeted it too much at the time. I believed her. I believed something happened to her. I believed it was a young Brett Kavanaugh who mm-hmm. did it to her. Um, yeah, I did. Wow. Well, I'm I'm actually kind of shocked. I, I hadn't been following you that closely to know what you felt about her, but I was I'm actually glad to hear that. And you know what? I, I mean I'm in agreement with you. I, I think that there are very few cases of um women well, I, I don't think. I know there are very few cases of women who make allegations that are false. Um, you know, there's a few, but the the majority of women who say that they were assaulted are telling the truth. I think the one thing it's like I don't I don't like to automatically go to believe women only because in political circumstances, uh, I, be- I believe in saying, let's, like you said, take every single woman seriously and treat her with respect and not assume either way. Because when it's a political situation, you know, you have people who are uh, maybe foes and and they could be making, yeah. you know, there was certainly a lot of speculation about what um, um, Al Franken was going through. And, and so, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough because he's got nine accusers when, when you, yeah. and, and I think yeah. two or three of them came forward or, or I'm sorry, said that he, he had, you know, he never like sexually assaulted them, but he was, um, I think grabbed them or, or, or something like that after he had become a Senator. And so, you know, I mean, I know that, that liberals will often rush to defend him. And my whole thing is I kind of agree with what he had initially said is let's do an investigation because in an investigation, you're going to deal with, you know, corroborating or corroborating friends or like, what did their friends say? Did, you know, Blasey Ford said she spoke to her husband. She spoke to friends. She spoke to her therapist. So 
All of this kinds of adds up. And even though all true, Kimberly, but I will say this as a Republican, I hated what happened to Al Franken. The Democrats threw him under the bus. It was unfair. I mean, look what they did to Franken. And we got a we got a sexual monster in the White House. Exactly. And the Democrats, the Democrats were so afraid of that issue that they threw one of their best senators under the Mm -hmm. bus. I hated that. I hated it, too. But I also I mean, it's really tough for me because I'm a feminist and it's like I want to be fair and I don't I don't want to automatically make an assumption. And and so it's like, of course, I believe people who have been victims of sexual assault. Of course, I believe those women because the, the truth of the matter is, is most women aren't believed and most women are blamed, whether it's what they're wearing or how much alcohol they've had. And it's it's patriarchal T- bullshit. Totally agree. It pisses me totally off. agree. Um, you and I look at this. I think you and I are holding <laughs> hands on this one. Kimberly, I agree. Look, I think every woman who has the courage to come forward, I don't care how damn long ago it was, they deserve to be heard. But I heard some liberals say like a year ago that every woman who comes forward must be believed. You can't, you, we, we can't do that in America. She should be heard. And I agree with you. Most women uh, are telling the truth, mm-hmm. but still every, every guy at least deserves his day in court before his life is destroyed. Right. Well, and, I mean, the, the thing that's really, really tough about that is that you can't like prove rape to 20 years later. True. True. So it, I mean, and, and that makes it hard on both sides and it's such a terrible issue. And for me, what I see as, as, uh, it's not a solution completely, but I think one of the ways that we can help this along is just a uh, more diverse judiciary and a more diverse Congress. Because Amen. basically Amen. when, um, unfortunately, I've written a couple of articles that there's a lot of white men out there who have raped women and children and judges have just let them off. There was one guy who literally raped, like, I don't know if, if it was a child under one or it was just terrible. Yeah. And because he was wealthy, the judge said, well, he's not going to do well in prison. So he got off. And it's like, we, we need to change yeah. that. And, and we need to change Agreed. how, yeah, how we um, treat people who come forward, whether, and you know what, there are men who rape other men and the men who are victims will not come forward because they're embarrassed yeah. and humiliated. And we just need to change that. So, Absolutely. and frankly, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm surprised at your answers and I'm, I'm glad to hear that, uh, you think the way you think. So you and I might agree on more than we think, <laughs> because at the end of the day, I really do skew libertarian. Um, and, and you probably got a little bit of that in you. It's my life. Let me live my life. Leave me alone. You and I might agree on more than we think. Well, I certainly think they should stay out of our uteruses. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Let's know what not you get do. into that right now. Don't you start with me. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Um, regardless of whatever differences we have, I am happy to see that you're putting nation over party. And I do sincerely hope that your run hurts Trump. And I really want to thank you for being on the show. It was an interesting conversation. And, and kind of fun. <laughs> hey, Kimberly, uh, we agree on this. Trump is unfit. I want to beat him. If I can't beat him, I want to hurt him. Anybody listening to us right now, go to joewalsh.org, no matter what your politics are, and support our effort. It's been fun. Let's do it again. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was kind of surprising. He kind of shocked me there. You know, I, I certainly thought that we might have a different kind of conversation about the women who accused Trump and Christine Blasey Ford. And, and, and frankly, he surprised me what he said about Al Franken. So, you know, I, I still stand by the fact I'm not going to vote for him. Um, he's a conservative. 
But what I found most fascinating about this interview, no matter, again, no matter what you think of the guy, if you think he's a jerk, um, if you don't think he's sincere, the thing that we were able to do is have a civil conversation. We were able to either agree about our differences, which we really didn't seem to have too much because we didn't get into our differences. But um, And I don't know what would have happened if we did, but this was something that, you know, Imagine this was like the Thanksgiving party with your uncle. We just got along. We didn't hate each other. Yeah, we both hate Trump, and we think that he's an existential threat, but we were um, friendly, and we were civil. And I think the country could use more of that, really. I mean, you know, I mean, again, my mind has not been changed about who I'm voting for in the primaries. It's going to be Elizabeth Warren. But, wow, I, I was, I was really... Um, surprised by some of his answers. And I was actually happy to hear that he's going to be uh, starting a podcast and that he's going to be addressing Trump specifically because he isn't on Trump's radar yet. And um, I didn't expect him to be adversarial with me. I've seen him on other interviews and I've heard him and he's he's not looking to make enemies right now. Um, so, you know, I didn't expect that. But I was also expecting him to be a little bit more, um, I don't know, I, I don't know. I, it's not that I expected a fight, whatever. I just, I thought there would be more of a challenge and he just, he didn't give me any kind of reason. So take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, if you want to go send him money, that's great, but I'd rather you support my podcast. <laughs> of course, because I'm a liberal feminist. But um, anyway, please, please, please leave comments uh, about on, on our Patreon page about what you thought. I'm I'm very curious. Even if you think that I'm an idiot for interviewing him, I want to know, which I'm going to argue with you. I, I, he's, I interview people, and um, he was an interesting character, and he's running for president. So I'm glad that I got him on my show, no matter what. Um, but I'd like to hear from you, and don't forget to follow me on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. And you can also check out Amazon to read my books, Kimberly Johnson, and definitely leave those comments. Oh, also, this Thursday, I'm going to be talking with Feminist Next Door, providing um, her schedule works out. So there will not be a Wednesday show. We've got a Tuesday show today and then a Thursday show. Not doing a Wednesday show. Um, please make sure that you also listen to us on iTunes or leave a really good review. And you can find us anywhere, anywhere podcasts are found. Um, boy, that's been an interesting show. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs>